Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of But Am I Wrong? Yeah, yeah. I smiled, but then I realized they can't see us. They could just be smiling at me. <laughs> it's all that matters. Welcome to But Am I Wrong? We are two people who, surprisingly, actually not surprisingly, if you know us, have never been wrong in our own personal lives. So we decided because we have that amazing gift of never being wrong that we would start a podcast where we tell everybody when they're being wrong. <laughs> we'll bestow this special thing because we have never experienced it, but we'll let you know. Yeah, we're alpha females, similar to alpha males, where I might not have experienced any of it. You see, so the thing is, I think as an alpha female that... These males, they don't know what they're doing. They all live at home in the basement with their moms and they should be on their knees licking the knuckles of my toes. Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> it's my favorite TikTok trend right now. Like, I just absolutely love it. Did you see the one of the woman who was like, dating advice for all of my alpha females. When you put a pencil in a sharpener, over and over and over again in too many sharpeners. What are you left with? An eraser. And I was <laughs> I like, yes, seen that one. I'll send you hers. She's okay. so funny. I was watching and Mots was like, what is this? And I was like, oh, you, oh, I guess you're not familiar with alpha males. So you don't yes, get the Yes, I mean, there's been a uprising. That's one of the worst they like to use as well of <laughs> alpha male TikTokers and podcasters. And now that there was a new filter that came out on tiktok that made you look like a fuck boy and so now women are you know yeah. making parodies of it well truthfully podcasts are for the girls gays and the theys their podcasts are not for cis straight <laughs> men like i don't know who lied to him them several times and told them that they were fly but they're not like no. they cannot oh but it's so fucking funny I do love it because we are like the polar opposite. But I was thinking we we need to do one where we do the swaps of them because that one time I did that app that like makes like you look like a guy or whatever. Yeah. And I sent you yours. And I was like, dude, you're like hot. I'm really like, hot. I'm really hot. You're a short king. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, if it's a dude who's that short, you are not nice. <laughs> like you are not nice. Or super nice because you have to, you know, make up for things. No, but you you have too pretty of a face. Like it that was, is like, yeah, you know, yeah, so good. Well, yeah, we're just two alpha females here. 
What about it? Uh, what about it? So what? Uh, what? It's just the fact that they can't see you, but you have on this makeup that makes it even worse. Well, because I look like I'm going to like create a satanic like ritual yeah, around you. And also, um, it's a little fuzzy. So it looks like you don't have like eyes. Eyes. No, <laughs> there are certain angles. You can't tell my eyes are open. <laughs> It is pretty funny. It definitely did not mean to have uh, this go this dark or this blended up. But I tried a new eyeliner, which very much was like, we're a smudgy eyeliner. And I blinked and then suddenly it was everywhere. And I was like, oh, I guess we're committing to the panda look. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't listen to Don't Blame Me this week, then you don't know that Megan had an audition before. So that's why her makeup looks like that. Yeah, I'm just like trying out a new goth phase. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm in, my, I'm in my hot topic era. Those 30s are sneaking up on you having a little crisis, huh? Don't say that. <laughs> I'm going to become like Alexa Demi and nobody's going to know how old I am. I have no clue who that is. She's a, some girl on Euphoria. Kyle is obsessed with her, naturally. It is just never confirmed her age. And so nobody knows how old she is. And there's like just a range on Google everywhere. And so originally, I think it was reported when like Euphoria came out that she was like 22. But I think she's like 30, actually. And like people have found her and she like looks the same always, like has never really like aged for years and years. Someone had to go to school with her. No, I think someone didn't. I think that's how they found out. Okay. She's like basically 30. But the best part is, is because people are finding all of these photos of her, like she's been in the industry for a while, like finding all of these photos of her looking like the age she is now, but like with the Kardashians in the early 2000s, like all of this stuff. So people now edit photos of her at like the Civil War and like her at oh, the Boston gosh. Tea Party and like all of this stuff being like Alexa Demi strikes again. <laughs> like I was like, that's Rebel funny. Wilson who lied about her age for so long. It is quite weird. (laughs) Well, anyways, so we're going to give you all the results from the last episode. Episode 11. 11. All right. So me versus traveling people to see. (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) Traveling Traveling people to to see? see? You know what kind of day I've had. Melissa's very tired, everybody. We're film- We're recording this after the fact, and she's going to go to bed right after this. Mm-hmm. I- I'm taking a shower and going straight to bed. Okay. I actually have to have dinner at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> going to bed. All right. Melissa versus traveling to see people. Who was wrong? 7% said me. 93% said everyone else. In other people's defense, a lot of people voted wrong on this one. But 47 I'm people... I'm not defending these people anymore because they know how to do it. 47 of these people voted against you. Mm-hmm. And some of those people were wrong. Some of those people were less wrong because they just voted incorrectly. The rest of them are fundamentally morally wrong. <laughs> Uh, next up, we have me versus an apology, which I did get some messages of people who were like, this was vague, but I was definitely on your side. 94% said everyone else is wrong. And 6% said that I was wrong. About the same. It is pretty close to being the same. But truly, who the fuck wants to give an apology to someone who like does not deserve? Like, if I'm not sorry, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it. All right. All right. So the next one is writer number one versus their mom who didn't hold off on setting the wedding date so the writer could attend. Who was wrong? 13% said the writer. 87% said their mom. We had people 
writing in, but they were given like saying completely opposing. Complete, yeah, I have screenshots. Okay, go so ahead. I go have ahead. two screenshots that are like the polar opposite of this that were like literally within seconds of each other that they were sent. So someone said, hey, in regard to the wedding, as an Australian, I have to say due to COVID, weddings can be scheduled for no fees. My family member has to reschedule three times and had no problem doing so. So the mom could have rescheduled it, no problem. We did all know that the borders would be open before Christmas. We just didn't have an exact date. So she knew she could have waited to find out the date because she knew it was happening. And then someone said, contextually, as an Australian, it has been near impossible to plan any kind of events with the border situation. Our federal government has eschewed any kind of responsibility for the pandemic and has left it all to each individual state premier to figure it out. Queensland, where the writer's from, has had a particularly tough borders recently, so it makes sense that their mom assumed the border would remain shut for the foreseeable future. So, yeah. Contradicting each other here, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. Okay. And then uh, last one. Weddings in December in Australia were like full weddings, not even COVID weddings. So this definitely sucks for the writer big time. Borders literally opened up two weeks later. Very rude. Hmm. Well, I'm here to side with the listener because and the writer, because that is their mom doesn't listen. So I'm not going to side with their mom. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the writer number two versus the people using more than one washer at a time in the apartment. Who is wrong? 16% said the writer and 84% said the multiple washer user person. Also, apparently in some other countries, I think it, I don't remember the exact one someone said that you like reserve it on line, like through your apartment complex. And so like, if anything goes wrong, it's not an individual like tenant's fault. It's like the building messed up or something, but they have like a system for that. So it's not putting the blame and responsibility on each tenant, which I was like, fancy set low expectations for people good call good call that i like that a lot and we have writer number three versus the friends who think it's unfair that the writer's husband is getting a vasectomy 99 percent said her friends thank fucking god and only one percent said writer we had 10 votes for writer and i want to say only maybe half of those people messaged and said they voted wrong the rest of you are you lost (laughs) like what just Oh, Mm. infuriating. Anyway, we don't want to be friends with you. Okay, writer number four versus their friend constantly bringing up the writer's exes. Who's wrong? 2% said the writer and 98% said their friend. I fully agree with this as well. Yep. And then we have wrong of the week, the kiss your best friend TikTok. 88% said the TikToks and 12% said people who judge them. And one of the comments that really killed me, I think, I don't know if it was on like the Facebook group or if it was on something, but it was like, holy shit, is this what happens on straight TikTok? And I was like, I have never. It was on both. No, that's what I'm saying. I mean, to clarify for anybody who's not on TikTok, straight TikTok has kind of encompassed a certain genre and it tends to be like the more conservative things. And yes, also happens to tend to be a lot of like heterosexual people, but there are lots of heterosexual people on not Mm -hmm. straight TikTok. But in the account, it was both straight and non-straight people. So it was a mix. It's a mix. And it was fucking weird. But the reason why you got it is because your TikTok knows you love mess. Like, that's why you well, were mine, so Well, I got it because someone was responding to 
it. So that's why exactly. I got it. Yes. <laughs> like y- your feed is very much messy and bringing messes to your attention. And mm-hmm. then you get to send it to me. And so that I occasionally get messy TikToks too. And yes. I love it. I do love messy TikTok, but not when you're embarrassing someone else. No, 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 no. Next wrong of the week, dancing RSV mom on TikTok. Who's wrong? 96% said the RSV mom and 4% said, no, I love her. And we did get a lot of messages of people who said, but what if I love her? Like, I can't look away. Ironically, it's a car crash kind of thing. And I'm like, you know, I have a hard time with people who are like problematic are like, I mean, I guess it depends on how you support someone. Like if you think someone is entertaining or funny, but like, I don't think the situation's funny. Like, I think it's like so sad that you kind of have to laugh that we've gotten there. Otherwise, like, it just feels like too overwhelming. But like as a whole, like this poor kid. That's the thing. If it didn't include her child, then I'd be like, all for it. That's part of messy ticky, ticky talk. <laughs> That's her messy tick <laughs> But because she included her child, that's what rubs me the wrong way. That's what gives me that ick. Mm-hmm. And like a literal infant and like a sick one at that. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's oof, oof, oof. Well, that is a... Uh... The results for the last episode. And let's get into our first segment. The first segment is But Am I Wrong? And this is when we share like something that happened to us this week or at any point in our lives or a hot take that we may have. Yes. Do you want to do you have one already? Ready to start? Yeah, I've got a list of things and I'm just kind of I think this is what I'm going to land on right now. And this is sharing dating profiles from like Bumble, Tinder, any of those on social media. Is this based off the one I tagged you in? No, but this is a thought that I've had for a minute. And I think that we shouldn't be sharing unless somebody is super problematic or doing things that are hurtful towards someone. I don't think we should be sharing dating profiles on the Internet. Because I think that we should be, you know, respecting people's privacy, but also treating it in the same way that you would want to be treated. So, like, if I got on TikTok and saw that someone was, like, swiping and I just happened to see my Bumble profile pop up, I wouldn't like it. And I think that we should extend that courtesy to other people. You know, I hear you and I want to agree, but I love the content. (laughs) I enjoy watching it. And I have yet to stumble across any that like, if it were me, I would like feel some type of way if I was in that kind of spot. The only ones I've seen, though, are like when it's either like, oh, my God, so cute. Oh, my God, you're so cute. And like, it's just like praise and swiping right. And then if it's like the swiping left, it's oh, anti-masker, anti-vaxxer, like complete like asshole. Right. That's what you're getting. But what do you think's happening on people that don't have the same views that you have no no that's what i'm saying so like for the content that i'm watching i only see those like two extreme ends of the spectrum but that doesn't mean that that's the only ones that exist so i totally understand that i think that like yeah if it's done in a way where it's like the two kind of extremes but also at the same time i'm more concerned not like necessarily from like the ethics standpoint but from like the actual like legal standpoint i don't know if you can be showing people's like profile like I don't know what's like written in the terms and conditions like of that like I would assume you're not allowed to really do that so like part of me always kind of thought that they were like 
fake profile. You know what I mean? Like they're very real because they're usually in the app swiping. I don't mean that the guys are fake, that the girl profile is fake. So like when they are coming across them, if it's like Bumble or whatever, it's like someone who's like doing a show. Do you know what I mean? Like or doing like a Instagram account, but maybe not. I can totally see that there's other sides of it that are not great. But, you know, sometimes men do things that I'm like as an alpha female. But let's say like one of those like alpha male accounts got on Bumble or whatever, Hinge or whatever the app is. And then they started showing this is why men aren't swiping on you on dating profiles. And they're going through that live. I think they do. Yeah. And I don't think if we're going to talk about it, it has to be talked about from all aspects. So I don't think that it should be put up at all. Yeah. I don't think you're wrong at all. Am I wrong for being entertained by it? Yes. Like, I know that. Like, it's my unethical entertainment, but I don't think you're wrong at all. I just do wonder how they get kind of through those like loopholes. Like, I would think you'd be kicked off the app. There's someone that I've had as a guest on another show that does like whole live shows based on like they'll do it live, like in their show. They have and there have been write ups about it and she'll do it as part of her show. So that's actually a legal loophole that live shows tend to be easier to kind of get away with that kind of stuff and privacy things because it's not permanent. But yeah, I would just think that you would be, especially because like Bumble and like Hinge and Tinder are all very big on TikTok, that I just feel like they would get their profiles like removed immediately. Yeah, you'd think. Yeah, I think that the solution should be If they're insanely problematic and like misogynistic, saying horrible things, fucking include them. And if they're like nice guys or any of like the in-between kind of thing, if you're going to do them and include them in a video, send them a message and ask because you have to do that for like everything else. Like you have to have that. Yes. If you're going to do it, have their consent to do it. Yeah. But if you're swiping no, then you'll never be able to send them a message so well i also just don't think it's very interesting at all unless again it's like problematic and there's like a lesson to be learned there like i don't care who you're swiping left on if we're not friends do you know what i mean like yeah but sometimes they'll say things that are mean that's what i mean i don't think you should do that yeah. but like i think the negative ones should be like not just based on your own taste or like who you're attracted to personal preference wise that's also subjective mean and also just not no offense, not that interesting, mm-hmm. you know? But I did enjoy one that this one woman did where she like swiped right on someone and everybody's like, ma'am, every single aspect of his profile was a red flag. And she was like, see, this is why I'm fucking single still. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, goddamn. Uh, okay. Well, you're not wrong. Thank you. Mine was, I had two. One was about TikTok and someone suggested that I do it. I posted two TikToks earlier this week. One was me stitching this white creator and her white boyfriend. And she said, my kink is liberal guys who look Republican. And I stitched it being like, do you ever wish you could delete somebody's video for them? Like, this is just. Mm -hmm. mm." And then the second one was about someone who had said that when they speak with their liberal friends, they talk one way. And then when they speak with their Republican parents, They speak enough code switching was the term that they used for it. And again, just did the TikTok where I was saying it. And then I just like made a face of like, hmm, okay. So for the first one, 
a ton of people who followed me were like, wait, I'm totally on her side. Like, this is what I like or whatever. And I just, (laughs) this feels, I don't mean to sound condescending, but it feels like very weirdly apparent to me that like, she just showed a random guy. Like he has no defining characteristics or like stereotypes of what a Republican looks like. Also, what does a Republican look like? If we want to get into like SNL caricatures of like head to toe camo, a red baseball hat that you think says like, you know, it's one of the ones that says like made you look instead of made America, make America great again, head to toe American flags, like all about guns. Like that would have been that. But she literally just panned over to her boyfriend who the only thing you can see from this video is he's just some white dude. And I'm like, Okay, so statistically, yes, this feels like a very odd video to kind of make just to say that like, this is your your kink is this who like, I could not pick out this man in a lineup. Like I could not at all. And like, okay, just so just super, super, super weird. But people are very much agreeing with her and kind of like upset about it. And the thing that really like frustrated me was like based on the comments that she was making was that what she identifies as men who look Republican, she's like, well, I'm not into like the Timothy Chalamet and Pete Davidson kind of things. Like, I don't like feminine men. I like masculine men. And I'm like, whoa. Okay. We're just (laughs) digging a hole. Yeah. Because like that in itself, like, is such a binary way of thinking that like masculine, what is the fuck is masculinity? What the fuck is femininity? And like, it's just, you don't need to like shout from the rooftops or make an entire TikTok about like, hey, I don't like men who aren't what I deem to be quote unquote masculine and manly men. Like, I don't like that we have representation of like the stereotype of what it means to be macho. We have that representation. Okay, great. But like, who are you helping in this kind of thing? It just feels so unnecessary and just weird. And it just like did not hit and land well at all. And the kink part, that was like, my kink is this. And I'm like, how is that a kink? Yeah. Do you think like in the bedroom, he's like saying all these like republican type things like that's That's what i mean that would be a kink that's not even a what she's saying is not even a kink it's an attraction yeah and like it's just so 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 fucking weird and i had commented back to one of my tiktok friends and i was like i feel like her republican dad made this joke and then she was like ha this is so funny and like just where her super liberal artsy looking dad made it yes i'm pretty sure her dad is a republican though so (laughs) but yeah so like it just felt like such an odd kind of thing and then the other one was about like code switching between liberal and republicans and i'm not even going to get into the but am i wrong part about that like this aspect i just offer clarity to anybody who wants to know code switching is used in many different facets if you are unfamiliar with the term but it is defined as being like a linguistic different languages or different dialects of two very different things and people code switch when it comes to like predominantly what we hear about it the most and if you this is a newer term to you i would assume that the definition or the context you've heard it the most is black people code switching from speaking with a group of white people and then speaking with a group of black people like american african american vernacular english versus wave white american <laughs> vernacular english <laughs> yeah. so like that difference but 
there is no language of political parties. Like there is not a dialect or a a, a language of Democrats or Republicans. But even like within the parties themselves, you've got the quote unquote masculine looking in the way that this person was talking about masculine looking person. And then you've got people like Matt Gates. <laughs> yes. And also that you can be a Republican and be incredibly intelligent. You can be a Republican and not be super smart. Right. Same thing with being liberal. So like there is that stereotype that a lot of, I will say specifically white liberals, affluent liberals tend to do is being like, oh, Republicans are all hicks and they're all uneducated. And, and like, not it, that's not true. Like that is not true. Like there, everyone is on every spectrum of that. But specifically code switching implies and means that you are assimilating to said culture that you are with and you are actively participating. So code switching in that context is I'm a conservative at home participating in these conversations using their quote unquote like any sort of language, which when people were trying to convince me that this was not code switching or, the, or this was code switching and that was the right word to use, which I'm not saying it's the wrong word to use. I'm just saying that it's just a very weird way to admit that, like, why would you even admit that? That's what I mean. But they were saying it in a way that was like a go me. Yeah. And there's so much stuff that I see online. I'm just like, why? Like, there's just yeah. blatant lies that people say with so much confidence. And I'm like, why are you even posting this? Truly. And like nobody is saying by any means that you have to cut out like your family members if you have different different political beliefs. That is your own choice. But it is also your choice if you want to be an ally to the political party that you like whose values you stand beside. You can stay quiet in conversations that upset you or you do not agree with. You don't need to actively participate and pretend to be any certain kind of way and then turn around with your liberal friends and be like, it's just code switching. Mm -hmm. And it's like, just so, so weird. So weird. And I understand that like some people are in situations and uh, times where you need for your own safety to kind of blend in. Like this is not a knock on code switching at all. It's just a very odd term to use in that context as if it was something to be proud of, you know? Right. It was odd. All right. So now we'll get into, but are you wrong? Am I just making shit up right now? No, that's okay. what it's called. But are <laughs> you wrong? This is when we read your email submissions and we let you know if we think that you are wrong. So if you want to submit an email to us, send it to butamiwrongpod at gmail.com under 200 words, 300 words. 300. I mean, it was 250. (laughs) And then I fucked up. Yeah. And now you're like 200, which is now underselling. (laughs) So sorry, everybody. Under 300 words, 250 if you really want to get on Melissa's good side. Um, And let us know what is going on. And if you are using pseudonyms, please give actual names, like fake names for this. And uh, let us know your pronouns and we'll give you some advice or not advice. We're not giving you advice. If you want advice, then tune in to Don't Blame Me every Monday. Do it. But yeah, don't forget to include your age, pronouns, and yeah. You want to take it away? All right. So this person, I am 22 years old using she, her pronouns. I have two younger sisters. The one in question today is 20, also uses she, her pronouns. Her and I were close but bickered a lot in our childhood. 
Later in high school, we became really close, discussed a lot of our personal lives, deep stuff, etc. While I am extremely open and vulnerable with everyone close in my life, she is much more reserved. But there was a time when I was 18 and she was 16 that we both shared openly. While she did make me feel bad for my emotions, choices, etc., sometimes it was mostly a healthy dynamic. Once I went to college, we were still close, but from the end of my junior year to the beginning of senior year, she became increasingly mean, aggressive, condescending towards me. Usually it's little to medium-sized digs about what I'm doing, wearing, my boyfriend, my personality, etc. Important note, 75% of the time her digs pertain to things she knows I'm deeply insecure about. It's been a focus for me in therapy. I understand this is 99% likely derived from her insecurities, but at some point I have to protect myself as insecurity is not an excuse for bad behavior. I've tried at least four times to talk with her about how what she says hurts me and how I want us to have a good relationship. There have been times when she shut me down and walked out immediately. Recently, we had a good talk and she explained how she doesn't understand my emotions, anxieties. She tried to explain that she always thinks she's being funny, but said she would make an effort to consider my feelings. Needless to say, this didn't happen and the comments continued. It came to a point a few months ago where I disengaged from her because the inaction made me feel so sad and betrayed. My mom said she understood when I explained this to her upon her asking, but has made little comments about how we need to work it out. I know it's probably just because she feels some level of guilt. Also, I did express to my mom the resentment I feel towards her, my mom, for enabling this behavior by defending my sister anytime I call her out, which is rare. Currently, I'm living at home for the next year while I work my big girl law job Yes, I listen to the Legally Blonde soundtrack daily and <laughs> save to move out. My sister lived at home during the summer, but is now at college and comes home every few weekends for holidays. I want us to have a good relationship, but at this point, I don't think there's anything I can do besides wait for her to hopefully grow up. While I am generally more decisive, Virgo son, I can't help but question, am I wrong? I mean, I don't think you're wrong. No, I think this sounds exactly like me and my sister sometimes. I, was gonna say. <laughs> I feel like that I'm probably more closer to your sister in the way that I handle things. And then you're closely to my sister, how she's she acts more on emotions and I act more on thought. And a lot of things I say, I'll say it as a joke and she'll take it as something that's serious and then think that I'm being mean and I'm not. I don't think either of you are wrong. I think you both just have different ways of communicating. And even though you've shared your frustrations with her, then she's not exactly hearing and it takes time. I mean, <laughs> me and my sister are like super close, but then sometimes we get in fights and we won't talk for months and then we'll be super close again. And so I've kind of learned that for me, I need to, when I'm talking to her, make sure that she's in a place where she's in a joking mood or if she's not. And then also only sharing my thoughts if she asks and if she and when she asks, I ask her, does she want the truth or does she want me to give her the answer that she wants? And then that usually squashes some things. Do you feel like it's changed since you guys have both gotten older? Yeah. 
I think we were actually better when we were younger. Yeah, and then as okay. we gotten older, it got, it's gotten worse. Yeah. I obviously don't have a relationship like this. I have like friends who are basically like sisters to me, but it is obviously a very different relationship. But I think like you just go through kind of phases of relationships in that kind of way. And I think the great thing about that is that like, unlike just a regular friend, which if you don't put that effort in, it's not like they're going to randomly and naturally occur later on in your life or there aren't those like times you're inevitably going to see them or be in their like orbit this is something that like you guys are always going to be sisters and that relationship will like ebb and flow and change but I think like if like even forever it is not a relationship that is mutually beneficial and is just like hurting you and like not fun like you don't have to be an active participant like I don't think you're wrong in that at all and like yeah wait for her to get more mature and if that changes things great if it doesn't like I think it's a good call to not settle for a relationship that makes you like feel hella shitty just because you're family mm -hmm. so I don't think you're wrong your turn okay so this issue involves my boyfriend 29 he him and I 28 she her he asked if I wanted to hang out today and I said no I'm busy and I'm super tired from staying up past midnight for new year's Plus, he doesn't drive and it's icy and snowy out and I don't want to drive. Plus, I'm not having a great mental health day and don't have the spoons to socialize. When I told him no, he responded back with, it's technically our one-year anniversary. Are you sure you don't have time? At this moment in time, I haven't replied because I'm offended, hurt, and angry that he'd use our quote-unquote anniversary to try and guilt trip me into going out when I already told him several reasons I don't want to. I have more reasons I didn't even use, like how he's been out a lot and how Omicron is a thing. Plus, we've broken up and gotten back together two or three times in one year, so I don't think the anniversary date counts. We already slowed way down in our relationship because I'm questioning my sexuality. Am I wrong for saying no, even though it's technically our anniversary? Am I wrong in feeling that this anniversary doesn't count? And finally, am I wrong for not texting back when I know that if I do, I'll say something I regret out of hurt? <sighs> this is layered because... I won't lie to you. I don't know you personally, nor do I know your relationship, nor do we really know exactly how you said in the text message. But it does feel a little curt when you're saying like, no, I don't want to hang out. I'm busy, period. I don't want to drive. Period. You know what I mean? Like if mm. it was like exactly like that, if that's out of like the norm of how you communicate, like if there was a lot of annoyance there kind of in that, like I could understand if he was upset about it, but it does feel like you've broken up, you've done blah, blah, blah. I will say though, I do kind of think that, I don't know if it's like a one year anniversary, but I think asking to hang out on the day of the anniversary, I'm like, no, too late. Like this is a day of kind of thing. That's like being like, hey, do you want to hang out on your birthday? Like, I didn't plan anything or do anything, but, like, that just feels kind of like a... Yep, I was going to say that if it was your anniversary and you had made plans ahead of time and, you know, like, he has something special planned, then I could understand that. But if y'all are just going out to, I, I'm guessing, a party or a bar or whatever, and he says he's not even, like, offering to pick you up or anything... Yeah, just no yeah. no like if he wanted to spend new year's with you and you were having this type of day then he could have just come over and hang and hung out if that's how he wanted to spend if he wanted to spend your so-called anniversary together but how's your relationship <laughs> that's just... yeah and also like he didn't start with being like happy anniversary mm -hmm. i like are you around today can we hang out it was like no i don't i like today's not good for me and then being like well it's our anniversary like, that's just like, he's just no. using that as like a 
excuse. A move. Yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. At all. I mean, I will say that when it comes to like defining the anniversary, that is something that I think anyone who's in a relationship, like be on the same page (laughs) with when your anniversary is. But this doesn't feel like a sweet gesture or a romantic move. This kind of feels like someone who wanted to get their rocks off and uh, come over and uh, have some sex. But he didn't even want to come over. (laughs) I think that's what it was. Oh, I thought he was trying to like go do something oh he asked if he wanted to hang out he doesn't even drive yeah oh he basically wanted you to come over Mm -hmm. Mm. hey it's our anniversary do you want to come over and suck my yeah all right so let's take a break Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood-rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time, and I just got my... I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, there it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good i've even like had it on like ice and been like i'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and it's it's delicious it's so good and i just i love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like you know medically need some electrolytes but also if you're working out if you're sweating hot summer day you're going to an amusement park you're on your feet for a long period of time all of that um most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need yeah i drink mine specifically when i am working out it's my beverage while i'm working out i just take one stick of the hydrate mix it in with my bottle of water 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there they also have the all-in-one shakes which i absolutely love i'm running low so i gotta get some more but um i 
love the chocolate bliss, the vanilla cream, the caramel sundae. I have all three of those flavors. Sometimes I mix and match them. Sometimes I'll use it when I'm baking or I'll just drink it straight. And it is, they're so good. They have a triplex protein blend, plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that makes it so delicious. You can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have three tins, four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only nine dollars. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code BLAMEME right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code BLAMEME. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited for someone who like... You know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress. And as well, there are reading challenges and rewards. And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the ministry of time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective 
Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm-hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. Okay, we are back from our break. Should we uh, get into the next ones? No, I think we're done. What do we do now? I'm just joking. Oh, (laughs) typical me. It will take me like 15 seconds to get it. And then I'm like, oh, I'm a 22 year old female. She, her. And my friend, the situation is 22 year old. He, him. Recently, I decided to give up smoking. It's been a massive deal for me. And it's been hard to admit that I have a problem because I just tried playing it off as I just do it when I drink for ages, which I know is still bad. I want to be better with my health this year, as well as having someone close to me being diagnosed with cervical cancer. I had to change. I've decided to stop drinking as every time I do, I end up smoking. My friend's birthday just occurred and last minute I had a panic attack at the thought of being around people who are smoking. I know I'd fall into the same trap as I did on New Year's. I'll just have this one and one leads to about 10. So I canceled on him and explained the situation. My friend got really angry at me and said, just come and don't smoke. He thought I was being overly dramatic and just making excuses. He is a non-smoker, so I guess he doesn't understand how hard this is and how I really need to put myself first. He hasn't been speaking to me, but as my birthday's coming up, he asked what we would be doing. I said I actually just want to do a meal or something over going out. I've since heard that him and my other friends have been talking about me and how I'm isolating myself, looking for attention, being weird, and more. Their reactions is making this process even harder and causing me anxiety. Am I wrong for taking time away from social events, etc., to stop myself drinking and smoking? Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry that these people are not stepping up in your life when you need them to, but like these people are not your fucking friends. And it sucks to find it out this way, but like, what the fuck? Yeah, these are not cool, supportive people that you should be around. I hate this. I just hate how many calls or write-ins that we get about people that, that their friends just aren't actual friends. Yeah. I will say that like, this is one of those things that does, you're only 22. This does change when you get older, but like, I truly don't have any fucking friends. None of my close friends drink a lot at all, like at all. And I don't drink at all. And since I was in my early, early twenties and was with kind of like fair weathered friends or situation friends, but like not my closest friends, my closest friends never in my life have ever tried to pressure me or like convince me to like drink or do anything that I don't want to do. But like the people who have are people who aren't my fucking friends and like who fucking suck. And that is just so infuriating. And most of the time people who are so adamantly against that have their own dependencies with that, whether that's like a physical, chemical dependency on any sort of substance or just as a social crutch, like dependency on something like that. Yeah, fuck these people. You are so not wrong at all. And like, this is such a hard choice to kind of like make at this age 
because it is so prevalent in like most social circles, this is their fucking issue because they're not your friends. This is like right. not a you thing. They're completely, completely wrong. Yikes. Ugh. Ugh. All right. So this one, my roommate is admittedly a anti-vaxxer. She left two weeks before Christmas to go home to another state eight hours away. From her social media, I saw her out multiple times unmasked, especially on New Year's Eve. She went to a huge party. Now she's coming home in a few days and I'm upset that she's being as selfish as she is being. I work in healthcare and need to be able to work to afford rent while she works from home. I know she doesn't think COVID is a big deal, so I had asked her to self-isolate and mask in common spaces and test every week for two weeks. My reasoning, I told her, being that I would be unable to pay rent and she should have to pay it all if I was unable to work. On top of that, her best friend, who I do not like, just broke up with a long-term boyfriend whom she lives with. I sent another text saying I didn't want her to come over because of COVID. I'm highly considering finding a new place to live. I met her off a roommate app, so I have no connection to her. We've already had an explosive fight over dishes because she's anal about things being clean only when she's sober. Otherwise, she's equally as messy as I am. She's incredibly selfish in general and petty. And whenever we have to split common bills, she makes things so difficult and always tells me how she needs to stand up for herself more and feels she gets taken advantage of. But we've literally always split things evenly. Am I wrong for putting up these boundaries with her? Would it be wrong to ditch the lease early? Ditch the lease. Yeah, for your own mental health, I'd say ditch the lease, but also, you know, make sure that legally things are up to par and you don't get hit with something like if both your names are on the lease but if you can get out of it get out of it because this is seems like an awful situation because it's not just your mental health that's an issue it's your physical health she doesn't take COVID seriously she's not someone that you're even you know in any type of relationship with other than this living and business relationship you're not wrong. She's an asshole. Yeah, I'm 100% with you on that. Not wrong at all. It's not worth it. Like you can only have so many conversations about boundaries. And also there's like just when you are so wildly different people and someone's just like so disrespectful. I don't even think you necessarily need to have a conversation about boundaries if you have the ability to kind of get out that situation. Like sometimes that's more fucking effort than it's even worth. Yeah. Not wrong at all. I'm so sorry. That must suck, especially being a healthcare worker at this time, like to have all that anxiety. Your home's supposed to be like your safe place. Hmm. <sighs> okay. Well, now it is time for Rachel Love the Week, where we nominate someone or something who is currently doing some shit. <laughs> <laughs> and we discuss whether we, we think they're wrong or they're right in whatever they're doing. And it can also just be like a current event hot take current event any of that shit yeah can i guess what yours is i think you're gonna guess that one that i was debating maybe i'll do go what do you think it's the taylor swift one. Oh no oh well My, guess i thought wrong. you were gonna guess west elm caleb i do not care about him at all here's the thing i don't care either and like that's why i don't want to talk about it because like i just think that 
I'm not here for women bending over backwards to be like, this poor man, everybody has been so mean to him because he's been sending unsolicited dick pics to girls. And all he's been doing is treating women like trash, like be nicer to him. Like he's innocent. Like I'm not here for that kind of shit. I'm not here to stroke the male ego of him getting any more airtime than he already has. So mine is... I don't even know who I think is wrong in this. I know who I think is not wrong in the situation. But other than that, I have no idea. I just need us to discuss the Kanye West, Julia Fox thing. I don't know what this is because I have him muted and blocked on everything. So I never know what's going on in his life because there's just so much. Yes. Oh, fully. I am not a Kanye fan. Was not much on my radar. I was a Kanye fan. But no, I'm not. I'm not. I don't know much of Kanye's music at all. Only I've he's only really came into like my stratosphere only with the problematic stuff. Aside, I mean, aside from Mots, who like loves his old music. Mm-hmm. But he is dating a model and actress and fellow podcaster, Julia Fox, who is absolutely stunning, very beautiful. She has a kid. And I am absolutely obsessed with the unhinged level of camp that this PR relationship is. And I am not here for, unless we find out she has done something inherently problematic, like I am not here for everybody slandering her by any means, because like you see an opportunity for a PR relationship, go for it, take it. Like everything I've seen from her, she like seems pretty fun. But I am just wildly obsessed with the fact that like I went to LAX or like some airport and he is like yelling at the paparazzi as he's like walking up to her really slowly. They pull the cameras up, get the shot, get the shot. And I feel like it's the Truman Show. He said that? Yes, to the paparazzi. And there's a clip of them at a fashion show and it might be her eye makeup, which is kind of similar to mine, but a little more cat eyes. Or maybe it was really bright out. Or maybe she was having some fun. But like when I say that her eyes are so wide and like looking absolutely crazy, she has a dab pen that like matches her outfit. And like, it is just so wild. They went on their second date and she did an interview and a photo shoot released in a magazine. I forget which what it was, but a publication all about their like date. And it's like so clearly PR and I'm obsessed with like the Truman Show again, like aspect of this that I feel like we are like, we're not supposed to be watching this. And it's just so, in- it's so camp. Who are you calling the Rachel though? I am calling Rachel of the week, maybe people who are hating on her. Okay. Her as an individual specifically, because I think if you're going to be upset that someone is doing like a very obvious staged relationship that feels like it's incredibly contrived and like outwardly, not secretly contrived at all, then if you want to put blame on anyone, it is not the girl. It is the world famous, incredibly famous man who is organizing that aspect of it. Like if that's going to be anyone you want to hate on it for, but like not somebody for participating. But you don't think she's part of it too? The only reason why she wrote an article and did a photo shoot for their second date is because if he didn't want that, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I just strongly dislike him. So I just. Me too. I do not like him at all. I do think that if anyone's going to be upset, I hate seeing the shit that everyone's talking about her online. If you're going to be upset with like the women are not his downfall. That's my thing. That's like, why are we blaming the women who are around him? But then also it's like, is she taking 
advantage of his mental health state. Yeah, that's something I don't feel comfortable talking about because his mental health, anyone's, is like their own kind of discussion to have. But the only thing issue I think with that discussion is that like, we don't know him. And so then it can come across like anyone who's in a relationship with them is doing with nefarious intentions and that like, you know? Yeah, right. But then also it's very public. And if this is, they're both just making this a spectacle. It's like, yeah. I mean, I yeah, I don't feel comfortable speculating on yeah. his mental health. I think what we've seen is it hasn't been like productive in the media mm-hmm. talking about it. It hasn't done a lot of good. But I keep seeing things online of people being like, this is all Kim's fault for all of this. And I just think we need to stop blaming women for this. Yeah, I don't think that it's her fault in any type of way, but yeah. Everybody stop hating on Julia Fox unless she has done something incredibly problematic. Let me know. If you want to be mad at anybody, be mad at like TMZ. <laughs> yeah. But even if it is, you can't even be mad at TMZ if they're being the ones that are baited to come and giving the tips. Well, also, you can't really be mad that these celebrities that you don't know that you have a parasocial relationship are then behaving create doing a parasocial relationship that you don't like. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, it is what it is, and everybody's clicking on it and buying the stuff, but yeah. All right. So mine is, first, I just want to say this as a disclaimer. If you have a healthy relationship with the higher power that you believe in, I am not talking to you. Disclaimer. This is for the Christian Kev- Karens and Kevins of the world. So when I came back from Arkansas, I didn't realize I had left my driver's license on the plane. And then I got um email from someone that looked me up on the internet and then found where to email saying that they had found my license in a plane in Arizona. I was like, I didn't go to Arizona, but you have my license clearly. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize it was missing. So I asked that they said they could send it to me. And I asked them, I was like, um, I can Venmo you money to send it. They're like, no, it's okay. I got it. So then I get the package and it's very thick. And I'm like, what is going on? And there was like this racist ass pamphlet in there about like Christianity, basically like come join the Lord and give up your worldly possessions. And and then just had like different people of different ethnicities like inside the pamphlet. And it was just extremely weird. And then in the same week, I get this pamphlet in the mail from it's not even the same thing. It's something that's like based in Florida. Another racist pamphlet that has this time it's talking about like 9-11 was the downfall of our world as we know it. And then like blaming people of that religion and then saying that they're like basically the satans of the world and then talking about like our current leaders they're just the downfall of everything and i'm just stop they're all awful these christian karens and kevins are just awful they're awful people and they're hateful and they use fear-mongering to get to other people and take advantage of them holy shit yeah Do you think that the first person, like, put your name on a list of, like, receiving 
religious mailer or something? Know. It wasn't the same time. Like the one that yeah. the person that sent me my thing, it was my license. This one was like a little bit more high end. The one that was sent through the mail for something else. That one looked like it was printed like in like 1992. Like it was very poor quality. But since they were talking about 9-11, it was obviously newer but i don't know where this information is coming from but take me off your list oh i'm sorry that is so like also you are christian right (laughs) so sorry everybody um you don't need to save me i i i'm I'm good good. like i'm good over here like come after heathens like me like (laughs) but even no because no no i know that i'm joking (laughs) those are the people that give you know, people that actually care about other people, a bad name. Yeah. Well, that's how so many people have religious trauma. Mm -hmm. And then it's great for a lot of people who are able to like fully cut out religion and not feel like something is missing. But a lot of people really do miss some of the stuff that like the concept of religion and Mm -hmm. that kind of community brings. And so if we didn't have those fuckers there, people who are seeking only the good part of it. Yeah. If you had like the good people and like that community would exist, be able to exist for a lot of people Mm -hmm. and they exist. It's just those ones are the loudest. They're the loudest and the most wrong. And the ones in most power. Mm -hmm. Oh, that is so fucking weird. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like a Mormon, a book of Mormon. Mm-mm. People have too much time on their hands. Right. Too much. Well, that is our episode. Hope you all enjoyed. If you want to leave us a review on the podcast app, we would greatly appreciate it. And as always, if you want to vote basically on this episode in who you think was wrong in each of these segments and situations, you can check out our Instagram stories. We have a highlight there. And if you are listening to this on Thursday, that will be up tomorrow, Friday. They're only up to vote for 24 hours. So vote. I know a lot of you have done the mature and responsible thing and put yourself in voting jail for a week because you voted wrong two weeks in a row. And for the people who voted wrong before, if you've taken your break, we're excited to have you back this week. Please watch all the stories read through all of them and vote do maybe even go through them three times before you even start clicking the vote take notes yeah exactly take notes while you're listening to the episode you know when you go to the ballot box in any type of election that you're voting you need to be informed so don't come into this yeah so don't come to this being uninformed and now it's a great time to announce our collaboration with (laughs) change.org We're working with vote.org. We're just working on, hey, maybe we, I mean, truthfully, we really should have a partnership. Yeah. And um, that is it for this episode. And what should they comment on the Instagram if you're still listening? What you did for New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Seems so old now, but we had two calls that were pertaining to New Year's Eve. Comment your best New Year's or your worst New Year's. Yeah. If all of you went out this year and everyone spread Omicron, I don't want to know. I do. Because then we'll just block you. Exactly. (laughs) So you can let us know that. (laughs) And we will see you all next time. We'll circle back. Goodbye. Goodbye. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.